0: You're listening to a podcast from Two. Clark, if you're a healthcare worker, do get in touch with us because um, we need to hear your stories. We need to hear an account from you about what it's been like at the front lines, what we're calling the front lines. Uh, South Africans have really been appreciative, you know, of the sacrifice that many uh, healthcare workers have made in order to uh, manage this pandemic, in order to save lives. So do give us a call on 11 what you witnessed, how you left, how you felt every day when you went home, uh, Um, And whether or not there was adequate support and how you feel now, are days easier? Is it uh, a a different or maybe... Being on the outside, we don't see the the the, the weight of uh, those environments that you work in—the hospitals, the clinic, the care centres—that um, you work in. So, from our perspective, we're preoccupied with preventing that infection. But within our hospitals, it can it can be a frightening set of uh, circumstances. So, we'd love to hear from you about what you have endured since the start of this pandemic. We're really grateful to our healthcare workers for their courage and. Uh, what they have given, you know, not just them, but also their families. And this is an effort uh, to to support them. And that's why Dove set up the Care uh, 24-Hour Helpline in order to help health care workers and their families navigate this very, very difficult period. And so this afternoon, we're speaking to Dr. Tsepiso Madenji about the importance of mental health at a time such as this. Um Of course, she is a healthcare worker herself. Um, she is a well-respected life coach and psychologist, a previous guest on the show, particularly when it came to speaking to her about um, children, because this is a source of passion for her. Dr. Matenti, thank you so much for joining us. It's lovely to speak to you.
1: Hey it's so lovely to talk to you. I'm excited. It's been a while since I
0: saw It you, has. It has been a while. As I was saying, we all, in the past we've often spoken about uh, children. You know the psychology yes. uh, uh, of children, looking after our children's mental well-being. Uh, but yes. there's so much more, of course, that you do. Um, how important is this conversation, especially in terms of the support that it represents for uh, healthcare workers?
1: as a black psychologist i'm very really aware that a lot of people through the pandemic and with the restrictions placed by the lockdown mm. there were there was an increasing demand for mental health care and particularly uh, people who are on the front line, our healthcare workers were directly affected by what was happening, especially in terms of the fears and the dangers of working on the front line, whether in terms of the fear for their lives, in terms mm. of contrasting the virus, but also the impact on their family members who had to watch them go to work and continue to watch them go to work and get exposed on the front line. But further, there the, are the, the significant others going through the stress. whether it's including being a health care worker and being a teacher and being a homemaker while you're busy trying to save the rest of us as, mm. as, 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 as the citizens of the country. So mental health was a very important issue for all of us as people, but especially for health care yeah. workers. Now, this conversation becomes important because it's a way of acknowledging the role that they have played and then showing up for them to give them care, to say that mm. there is courage in your beauty and your beauty in terms of showing up and caring for us as a, as a society. There is a need for you to also take care of your own mental health yeah. and then make sure that the significant people in your family also are able to access mental health care because we know that this has been a very stressful period and it's important to show you support just like as you have shown up for us as citizens in the front health Okay. Mm-hmm. So, this campaign that we're doing with staff is about showing that care to them and then understanding the fact that they're heroic as, as healthcare workers. I important that they're and they're given the care that they need so that they get mental health. Absolutely. Care.
0: But I want us to um, explain it a little bit more, you know, because we mm-hmm. often just talk about mental well-being, um, mental health, mm-hmm. mental illness. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe understand what mental health is. What do we mean when we talk about mental health?
1: Look, um, very often the conversation is about just being able to recognize when you are stressed what are the things that are triggering you, what are the coping strategies to be able to deal with that stressful event in your life, developing a self-care regime that allows you to debrief, for example, if you're a mental health care professional, Mm -hmm. but as 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 an individual, whatever self-care strategies that are able to to help you renew, to re-inspire, to energize, to express, to vent, whatever those activities might be. But And more importantly, when you are recognizing that you are not recovering, what are some of the indicators that you might see in terms of your emotional, your mental, as well as your physical well-being? Now, that conversation is about constantly being aware and in touch of who you are, where you are, what you're thinking, what you're doing, and what are the things that are creating pressure for you, how you are coping with them, whether you are living um, a balanced life, but also in terms of living your best life in terms of your quality of, of life. Because some of us, we might be so driven in achieving the things mm. that we want in our careers that we don't even notice that the quality of our life is going down and that most of why it's being compromised is because mentally, emotionally, mm. physically, we are taking a toss. Mm. The conversation about around mental health becomes important because it's that one thing that we tend to overlook. Yes, I'm stressed or yes, I've got pain or I've been having headaches. You just pop a pill or you keep yourself exercising or you take a glass of wine. You tend to think that just because there isn't anything physical that manifests that indicates to you that you're not okay, you crying about it or complaining about it might mean that you're being a big baby or that you are amplifying yeah. something that yeah. is nothing. You just roll with the punch. Yeah. Now, with the pandemic, what we saw is that all of us we were dealing with the stress of an enemy we didn't know that we didn't even understand and we weren't even sure how to protect ourselves. Mm. Secondly. The quality of life, in terms of how we usually, typically engage in activities for us, that gives us meaning, that gives us a way to distress, that gives us a way to connect with other people as lost. So our mental health through the pandemic really took a toll, and even now, as we are progressing down mm-hmm. the levels, and we are not, now we are not uh, on level two, we know that mental health is still an issue that is a, a sore point for a lot of people because for some, that lack of social interaction then that. People were in isolation, they were lonely, they've experienced depression, Mm -hmm. they've experienced anxiety. Other things have come up. We've seen a spike arise in uh, gender-based violence during this period. The use of alcohol and the recklessness that goes with it has also been a concern. So mental health as a general issue has been a concern as a result of the pandemic. But the key thing is that we are now extending support to healthcare workers who are constantly dealing with this. I mean, if you get sick, to go to the person who attends to use the healthcare worker. But they are also in the front line, also going through their own stresses during this period. And it's important that they are also given the support.
0: Absolutely. You know, the picture that you paint, I think for many of us, we think, oh no, work is stressful. So this is expected. This is part yes. of life. We don't yes. uh, see the levels of stress, the levels of anxiety, the need to use um, coping. Mechanisms, You mentioned a glass of wine, and so you, you know, the need to use those as alarm. We tend to mm. see it as just, oh no, it's life, it's the way it should be, but there's a cost yeah. that comes with it. But can you make the connection for us? How does mental health contribute to holistic health and well-being? Look, for, when,
1: when, as a general lay person, you know that when you are stressed, you might notice that the type of person that you are is actually not at the best level that they should be, whether it's in terms of you not being able to concentrate at work being able to complete the tasks that you have within the time that you typically would if things are okay, or being tolerant of your child, maybe you need to complete homework with them, or just the volume being high, or the fact that once again there's no breathing, small things tend to trigger you. And then you might even notice that you are struggling to sleep, and when you do fall asleep, you're waking up around 2 a.m., or that you're constantly having to use uh, pills to help you with headaches or to help you with aches and pains. And then also that when you are sleeping, you don't seem rested when you wake up. So you find that you might have been stressed, but that, tra- that stress is somehow translated into physical and emotional mm-hmm. and even behavioral patterns that are unhealthy. You might not think that they're unhealthy for you, but other people within you your circle are also noticing that it's not unhealthy. It's not healthy for them. So it, are, it impacts you in terms of all the different things, including the fact that if your quality of work is going down, that's going to affect your, your performance at work. That might affect that might affect your your, your security in terms of um, uh, your job. Also, even prospects for you to get promoted. Also, I think if you are running your own business, it might even affect the way your clients and the way the people that you're trying to get business from are working with you. Because whether you're snapping at them or you're not delivering what you promised or you're overwhelmed and forgetting things, all of those things end up affecting other aspects of your life. Now, it is important to recognize that when there's a mental health issue, while in the beginning you might be able to rationalize, to minimize, to say, I will make it better as long as I set out the problems. A mental health issue is about you being healthy. If you do not access the support at the time when you are in crisis, you might learn to cope with it, and you might even be able to fake it for a while, but it will come to a head mm-hmm. at some point, point. And when it finally does, it's like a house of cards. Hmm. Everything else becomes undone, And that is why it is important that we address that as, as soon as you notice that you want to coping, And as soon as you notice that other things are getting affected, your quality of life, and you being the best version of yourself is being affected. Now, bringing it to healthcare workers, we are still in the midst of a, of a, of a pandemic. Yeah. We need our healthcare staff members to be there. Present, concentrating, paying attention, doing what they need to do to be able to take care of us. But for them to be able to show up in a healthy way, to do to the best of their ability, what they are qualified to do, we have to return the favour. And mm-hmm. that's what this campaign is about. We they, they've partnered with ICA to make sure yeah. that the mental health care of our workers are there. But because we understand that healthcare workers are also part of the system, mm. you have your family, you have people within your primary daily of residents that are also can be affected by your mental health or they might also have their own mental health issues. For example, we know that our kids having to study at home with these technologies. But also they're responsible for them. Yeah. Not being able to play, not being able to participate in sports, not being able to see their their, their, their friends has also affected them. So when you are a healthcare worker and you've got a child who's cantankerous and restless and not doing school work and really not okay mentally, it is important that you know that through this program, you can access help for your child who stays within them at home. See. Mm. So this, and this it service is. is also extended to them. Yeah,
0: yeah so it, and it, it it's true what you're saying that the, those closest to us are the ones mm. that will feel the brunt that will yeah. feel um, the uh, just the burden of it um, and and how we're impact, how we're affected they will feel the consequences of our stress of our anxiety yes. more than anybody else yes in front of patients uh-huh. in front of nurses and doctors and so on you know we may have a, uh, find a way to be able to keep it together we're at yeah. work I, but it's I'm those really, that we're closest to who will see the I, full wrath of it.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the challenges about being a healthcare worker, myself included, is that you find fulfillment by taking care of other people. It's called compassion, satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And you find that the more you are helping, you are rescuing. Even a, a nurse or a psychologist, even after hours at home, when there's a funeral, when there's a wedding, when mama is not okay, when something comes up, you find that that role of being a healthcare worker shows up and you end up supporting other people. Mm-hmm. So you find that people who are healthcare workers, it's not just a professional duty to serve and to help, and to care they also do it even when they're off duty and that basically means because you're finding fulfillment in caring for others and supporting others you end up putting their needs first to the detriment of yourself Mm. or you end up being very poor at developing self-care skills self-care strategies or even to pay attention when you are depleted and we want to prevent the stage where your poor self-care regime is so, so bad that you end up reaching burnout. Because by the time you reach burnout and you are slapping people or you are throwing medicines at them or yelling at them, I scene, horrible cases of healthcare workers in hospitals are abusing patients. By the time you get there, that compassion satisfaction has moved from satisfaction mm-hmm. to compassion fatigue. It moved from compassion fatigue to burnout, and by the time we reach burnout, that person literally has to stop working to just be able to take care of their mental health and their physical and emotional health. So it becomes important that we provide the support continuously and that people know it is okay. Because remember, some of us in our communities, it's taboo to admit mental illness. It's taboo to admit when you are not okay, when you are depressed, when you are anxious. When you are not sleeping, we see it as a sign of weakness. So we're also breaking the stereotype that as a healthcare worker, you have mental health needs. And it's important to be able to break that silence and admit that you also need to be able to, take, to be taken care of. Right. and then
0: access that support. Yes. Well, let's take a listen to uh, a voice note that's come in on this very issue. You're welcome to get in touch with us and also speak to Dr. Tsepi Denchi. She is a, uh, a life coach and a psychologist and was speaking about mental health and of course the toll that uh, um, the COVID-19 pandemic has had on our healthcare workers. Um, we do know that as society overall, it's safe to say that we've all had a of strain and our mental health has suffered during COVID-19. But one of those groups whose mental health has suffered severely, undoubtedly, is healthcare workers. So this month we're elevating their experiences, your experiences as a healthcare worker. And of course we're talking about this critical part of you being able to do your job as compassionately and as effectively as possible. And this is with the support of your mental health. So give us a call with your experiences what this COVID-19 period has been like you know the how has it been particularly stressful have you found your anxiety levels have have gone up um uh, are you suffering from burnout are you just exhausted mentally emotionally what has this period signified what have been the markers for you as a mental health uh, rather as a health care worker and what kind of support has been there for you so let's take a listen to this voice note you can send them on 072-702-1702 or simply just give us a call um and also so here from the family members of our healthcare workers, what have been your concerns with your loved one going to work um, in the midst of a pandemic, um, treating COVID 19 patients, and so on? So, as a, as a family member as well, um, what have you been through as a consequence of this proximity to a healthcare worker? Here's the voice note. I'm a
2: healthcare worker myself, so I, I've been there. I, I came very close to resigning at some stage. Because I felt overwhelmed and everything. Luckily, I haven't contacted um, the COVID as much as my, my colleagues have had COVID. I, I, I've been spared. I've been saved from that for now. But um, emotionally, it's draining. It's, uh, it's too much. It's, it's, it's something that we can't even explain to others. But um, we continue. We do it. We come um, every morning. Sometimes we don't feel like coming. But you push yourself to come, and then while sometimes we see patients. But I sometimes they get well, and in the midst of it, all we've lost our colleagues through to, due to COVID-19. So it's it's been an emotional rollercoaster, I'm telling you. But yeah, we're still here. We're still trying to keep the fight. Yeah.
0: And that came through on WhatsApp on 0727021702. Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, waking up in the morning, mm-hmm. as she describes, just not having the energy, just not having enough energy to be able yes. to confront yes. another day on the front lines. What would you recommend under those circumstances?
1: Well, you know what I'm appreciating is that she's aware that she's feeling depleted and exhausted. And that's just going to work, it's like a drag. And for her to be able to cope with it, she's gotten to a stage where she's numb, where she's now desensitized to what's happening around her. Because after all, when you're seeing people getting sick and people dying, and even people who are close to you dying, the emotional turmoil, it evokes. It's too much. And for you to be able to cope one more day with going to work, you just become numb from it. You become numb to the level where you might even miss sign that actually you are not okay Mm. it's an opportunity for you to call so what we want to say to people out there particularly our healthcare worker with regards to uh, this campaign Courage is Beautiful we want you to know that you can access support on a telephone Helpline that is 0800 And when you go there, it's a 24 hour DAF care. You'll be able to access mental health care support telephonically. And you can make a request through this uh, uh, telephone tele- free number through ICAS, that's what they are, uh, who's in association with DAF to be able to offer the service. And when you access it, You can actually speak to somebody on the other end. If you do develop rapport with somebody and you want to be able to continue the next time you call, you can do so. Also, it's important that when you call, you understand that everything that you're going to discuss is in confidence. You will not be uh, um, disadvantaged. You will not be uh, victimized. You will not be uh, in trouble in terms of being able to speak to them. That information is going to be kept in confidence. Secondly, we want you to know that if you are not okay, if you are like our caller here, who's already numb, who's yes. already going through exhaustion and actually feeling alienated now from doing work, understand that when you have people who care about you within your primary dwelling, they are also likely going to be affected. So think about it. You come back from work. You are exhausted you don't feel like eating you don't feel like cooking you just sleep that child still needed homework your partner still wanted attention or whatever it might have been there might have been issues you might be facing things in the family as well because all of us when the pandemic hit us there might have been underlying issues in our relationships and in our family so those issues might still be there so we know that when you are not okay there's going to be people in your family who are also not okay so you Mm -hmm. might say now i'm still fine then at least have a conversation with the others. Find out how they are doing in your immediate family because maybe they are not coping and maybe they have been watching you fall apart and they haven't been able to speak about it. Having them access the support could also be a way of you making sure that you are not all going down the drain in the same way that you are now uh, losing touch with it. So please feel comfortable to call the toll to help you line and then be able to access the people in your immediate family to access the support as well.
0: Right. Let's hear from Mariah calling us now as well. Good afternoon, Mariah.
2: Hi, Vanya. Yes, thank you for the call. So, um, mm. Yeah, so um, I'm a um, final year medical student at Wurz and obviously under a name for my protection. And yeah, the experience um, in medical school and in the clinical platform in you know, the Fifth Circuit Hospital has been really difficult. Mm. Um, myself and a lot of colleagues included have had to um, reach out to um, you know, counseling services at school, ETC, and basically for anxiety and depression and poor coping mechanisms. I mean, um, our previous rotation, uh, we were in internal medicine and basically we had to work in COVID wards, meaning that we had less exposure to um, proper clinical cases we can learn from. Um, we had decreased teaching, so everything moved online. And it's clinical years like we've done the theory, you know. But there's not much that you can see in the hospital because everything is covered. And if you are to test positive as a student, um, you'd obviously, as everyone else, according to the protocol, you'd have to go off for a number of days and then come back. And which basically means that you have to repeat whatever rotation you're doing. Mm. And so this basically means that a lot of students um, are not reporting symptoms. A lot of students are um, keeping quiet and seeing seeing patients with symptoms Mm. because they don't want to repeat. And the thing is, the school is not um, giving a a solution as to, say, if you do test positive, if you have to take some time off, you know, we can make um, extra time for you at the end of the year or something like that. So... It's been really crazy, and to be honest, a lot of the, um, a lot of our ethics and morals have been tested, and you just get to a point where you're just swimming through, and mm. it's like you're drowning and you just can't get a gasp of air. That's how difficult it's been for medical students. And, yeah, I've been wanting. I've been trying to get hold of people at to. Um, For the Mm. last, I don't know how long To share, you know, the experience Because no one seems to be looking at What the students are going through And we are the doctors of the future Yes, and we've Um, had to tap
0: into you As a resource Because of this pandemic But this is no way of I mean, the prospects of someone staying in the career Or going into this career With a, a, a proper Good, positive introduction Are now slim as a result
2: Hmm, Definitely. And basically what it means as well is our, because of decreased clinical exposure, I mean, if we've been putting COVID wards and stuff like that, yeah. it, it also questions our competency next year. Like mm-hmm. what does that mean for us? And there's no set plan in place. So the, the anxiety levels and the uncertainty is just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yes.
0: Mariah. tell yeah. you what, um stay on the line and give and and talk to my producer so that we can see what we can piece together because the voice of medical students and as you said their concerns around uh, these rounds that you're doing and you, you are exposed um to covid-19 positive patients. We need to resolve that somehow and get a sense of um uh, the protocols and what the school is willing to do to address that to address your concerns Around repeating. So, Mariah, I'm going to ask that you stay on, and let's see if it's a story that we can get an answer from um, the medical school uh, uh, about, considering the, the levels of concern that Mariah has uh, expressed there. So, living with uncertainty, Tepi, so I think it's one thing thats that's been very unsettling about this period, um, and sadly, we're out of time, but I know that in the coming weeks, as part of hashtag Courage is Beautiful, we, we will uh, uh, make time to unpack uh, these issues a lot more. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Wazan. It was a privilege speaking to you and thank you to your listeners as well. Thank you. That's Dr. Tsepi Somat, and that number she has given it out is 800 uh, 019. And that's a 24-hour line that is uh, open to you as a health care worker, as well as your family, your loved ones. And it's an opportunity for you to speak to someone anonymously on the other side of the line who will be able to take you through a debrief, who will be able to listen to you and your concerns and advise you, advise you on your mental health uh, concerns as a result of the pandemic.